little card. Just keep that there, and then we're. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring you a message this morning, Barry. We're ready. But we're gonna bring you a message this morning, and I called it because because I can call it anything I want to. I don't have to call anybody. I I called it. I said boast of the good things in me, or in you. Boast. Say boast. Boast. Ah, that's a word we don't like. We don't like boasters. But the Lord likes you and I boasting about the good thing that's in us. What he has done, we ought to boast. We're not ashamed of the gospel. We're not ashamed. He, he's, we've never been ashamed. Uh, I, I had someone that was uh, real important to me that was in church with me a number of years in West Texas. And he told me, he pulled me off. And he'd say, you know, if you'd leave that tongues business alone, I could bring some. He was a banker. He said, I could bring people. I like what we're doing. I like how this is going. But you, you veer off and get into that tongues thing, and it just messes up everything. I can't bring anybody because I never know what you're going to do. I said, sure you do. <laughs> so that just never did do it. We had someone that was in church for a little while, and they didn't like uh, the glory school that we were doing by Patricia King. We've never done it again since. And it was real, you know, I don't know. But they said, if you don't draw, if you don't uh, dry that up, we're not coming. So they quit coming. You, you can figure out how that went. Hallelujah. Turn in your Bible with me to the book of Philemon. Boast of the good thing in me. The good things in me. Philemon. Uh, let's see. I was going to tell you where Philemon is. And uh, Philemon is, is right before Hebrews. That's it. It doesn't even have a chapter. It's just chapter one, but it doesn't even have a chapter. It's a little bitty thing, but it's inspired. Even though it's a letter, God inspired this letter. Be sure when you write a letter that it's inspiring. When you send someone a birthday card or a congratulations card, inspire. Don't just, you know, mess around. Say, use the window or the door that comes to you when you get to write a card or make a phone call. Take it as a window of opportunity into their life like they were desperate because everybody is. They're not, you know, not 911, but they're all desperate to hear God's voice. And you and I have God's voice. So you should call people and encourage them and speak the word of the Lord and get out there and almost almost get on the edge where they go. That's a little personal. That's a little touchy. But that's what you're supposed to do. The truth sets people free. So we ought to speak the truth in love and you ought to use every window and every opportunity to do that. That's why I send out Christmas cards. It's not because I'm whatever. I send out Christmas cards. And lots of people have been telling me lately, lots of ministers, like, we don't send those out anymore. Well, I think you're missing a window to prophesy, to encourage, to say I love you if you do. Or, you know, you can do better if you think they should or whatever. We ought to use, we ought to buy up the time, the word says. Buy up the time. So it'll cost you 55 cents and, and the card and all that and some time. But that's what we're here for, is for people. So as it says in Philemon chapter 1, the only chapter, uh, verse 6, I'm in the King James. Let's read it together. Ready? Read. That the communication of thy faith may become effectual. 
by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Isn't that powerful? Such a key to the kingdom for us to say your faith will work. A key to your faith. And I'm always looking for a, a key to my faith. I want my stuff to work. I don't like to do stuff and it didn't work. And waste the time, the money, the energy uh, doing something. I do lots of stuff over. You know, I'll build something and I'll go, that's, that's close, but that's not it. Tear it down and start over. I like to get it right the first time. So he says, the communication of thy faith may become effectual. How? How does the communication of my faith become effective or powerful? He said, by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you. Well, that's faith right there. Now, a lot of people, you know, the religious community, they're kind of an aw shucks community. You know, I wouldn't want to say that there's anything good in me. I wouldn't want to boast about, you know, my righteousness. Matter of fact, they'll, they'll tell you. We're just old sinners and that, that sort of stuff. And he said, you won't get, you won't get effective ministry. You won't, get, you won't change somebody's life if you do that. So here we go again. Our words are very important. So we had that testimony Wednesday night. It was so powerful. And it was the communication of the good thing that was in them. They said that they called on Jesus just in the moment of time. Two syllables, short syllables. And it just, it came out of a core. It came out of a, a, a conviction, out of a belief system. It wasn't in the script. Well, if anything's about to come get you, you be sh say this. It wasn't that. And that's, we've all been there. Have we not? Have we all been there where we called on God? I, I, if you didn't, you're tougher than I think you are. Uh, so I've looked up the word communication because that's a King Jamesy word. And uh, it, it really is the word koinonia. And the word koinonia is a word for fellowship. And it's a, it's a word for such fellowship that it's intimate. And it used a, another word I won't say, but it's an in, intimate participation. That the communication of thy faith. So it's not something that's casual. It's not something you just throw out there. It's when you're ministering or when you're imparting your life, your faith. And when, you know, when Melissa shared her testimony Wednesday, you could tell, I want to share with you how good God has been to me. What happened to us should happen to you. And that's what testimonies do. They, they actually, all they are really saying is God wants to do it again. If he did it for me, he will do it for anybody. And if you'll follow this pattern, at least it worked for us. It might work for you. So it's a partnership and it's a, it's a fellowship. It's an intimate participation. So the communication. So how we're going to affect people. How you're going to affect people. We ought to affect people. What else? You've been affected. I've been affected. We ought to affect people. Because somebody affected us. You didn't get all this that you are and, and can do and have. You didn't get that all on your own. I certainly didn't. I, I let someone participate in my life. I opened the door. And said, please speak, whether it's on a DVD or a V8, you know, whatever it is, or if it's on the telephone or texting. Participate in my life because you've got something that I'm believing God for to upgrade, to to change, to better my life. And I'm listening for it. So you'll sit here in this service for several minutes, I, I believe. And you should be listening for one thing. One thing could be more. 
but there will be at least one thing that God has sent in what I'm about to say that's beyond what I know to say that you need and that'll upgrade your life. It'll be an intimate participation because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to boast I have the right to stand here. I'm gifted. I have, I have used my faith to be in this place, but it's no different or certainly no better than you being in your place with somebody else or a crowd or a group of people because they're everywhere. We're, we run into people all the time. You can go to the grocery store and just and tell someone, uh, go up to them and say, Many, I've prayed for a lot of people and God heals some of them. Could I pray for you? Wow. Who's going to pass that up? Who's going to say no? But you, 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 you're personally saying, I have prayed. God has led me to pray. I've prayed. And several of them have had results. Heaven has come down. Well, that's this communication. So he says the communication of thy faith, we know that, uh, becomes effectual. In one word that means is powerful. I want my life to be powerful because I'm exiting some of this day. I'm either the Lord's coming after me, all of us together. We'll all rise together. Hallelujah. In a twinkle of an eye, we'll hear the trump and we'll rise together. Or we'll, we'll go to the grave. It doesn't matter. We're still going to rise together. We're still, it's no different. It's just a matter of them going first. The grave goes first. So it's just, a, it's just like aboarding an airplane. All you A, a passengers get on first and you B, C's, D's and, and J's find a way to get on. So that's, the, that's all that means. So it becomes effectual. The intimate participation of your faith becomes powerful by the acknowledging. So that word that you've got written down on your card, that is the word acknowledging. It means to uh, declare, to concede. I like that word concede. Concede. That means that you could say, I'm something special. I got some stuff. I know some stuff. I've done some stuff. Or you could concede. I, we, don't, we don't even talk about my stuff. We talk about my faith and how God has honored it. I concede. I concede me. No comparison, no competition. Uh, he's great and greatly to be praised. So the word is concede. It may, I saw, found this in the dictionary. In the, it means to make no bones about it. I looked up the synonym for acknowledging, and it's like make no bones about it. So that's pretty emphatic, isn't it? Acknowledging. It's not like, well, you know, I, one time God helped me a little bit, and it, it was okay. No, you make no bones about it. This is how it works. It's how it worked for me, and this is how it'll work for you. By the acknowledging of every good thing that's in you by Christ Jesus. The acknowledging, the conceding, the concession that he worked it in me. He worked it in me. And then the word also means avow, which is a, I think is a powerful word where you avow. I've been fished out by the Lord. He, he came, like Barry and Melissa said, and all of you have said, all of you have said, this is what the Lord did to me. And it, it's different, but it, he fished us out. That's how I say it. He fished us out. We were going over the waterfall and he fished us out. Hallelujah. So I, I take from this verse that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by every by acknowledging of every good thing that's in you by Christ Jesus. I think it's saying there that we can't really be effective in our faith. Listen, unless we're willing to boast on what he's done in us. 
You never saw an old sinner saved by grace that ever did anything. You don't, that's not who you want God to send to you. Well, all shucks, I ain't much. My, my righteousness is like filthy rags. We don't need that. We got the, we're surrounded by that. That's how we got here. We need someone that's boasting of, uh, I pray for folks and God heals some of them. You know, you don't want to boast too much and say he heals all of them, but that's what we're shooting for. But with them, you say he heals some of them. And it just like, that's the acknowledging of something good in you that people say, can you impart that to me? Can you pray for me? I'm having trouble. I got a, I got a gimpy in my get along or whatever, I, whatever they say. So our faith is our future if we're willing to acknowledge. So we got to open our mouth. You got to, when people ask you what about your life, your qualifications, they're not going to say, what are your qualifications? But you tell them. The Lord's used me and he wants to use you. Let me pull in by you and help you. Let, let's acknowledge the good thing that's in you. So when people are feeling poorly or shamefully or, you know, they've just messed up. We've all messed up. We know exactly how that feels. That, that's where the amen goes right there. I, we all know how that feels to mess up, to miss the mark. There's no condemnation, but, but it, 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 it feels bad to miss the mark. We, we know better. And so uh, this verse is telling us that if you don't boast on who you are in him, you're not going to get much done. And I want to get something done with my own one and only life. I'm not wanting a green grass yard. I'm not wanting for my car to outrun your car or whatever. I'm not wanting for my tie to be prettier than your tie. That's not what life's about. Our life is about the Lord. And we're just chinking in in between with all this other stuff. Uh, so I wrote down that the word acknowledge by the acknowledging of every good thing in you is to re recognize precisely. Instead of just saying, oh, the Lord's good. Well, yeah, we know he's good. But the religious community, and this is what we're, we're not fighting it, but it's the default. If we don't put on the acknowledging of who he is or his goodness in us, we automatically default. And I wrote down some things like I'm an old sinner. I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. You, you got to figure that out. I was so proud of Barry this morning saying, because it's, it's not a well-known revelation, that Malachi is Old Testament and that God's not rebuking. He did back then, did a good job. But today... The devil's not afraid of you until you rebuke him. <laughs> he can coexist with almost all Christians. Sit down with them and drink with them and, and you know, all that sort of stuff. Uh, one thing that we all know is, is uh, you got to religiously is, is when they say we don't deserve his goodness. Uh, but his grace gives it to us anyway. Have you heard that recently? I mean, it's common. It's like that almost sounds okay. Well, we don't deserve it, but God was good to me anyway. Well, the truth is, the truth is, I'm born again. I am a son of God. I'm not the help. I'm not on the potential employment list or the, 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 I, I'm a son. We're sons and daughters and, and it's not that we don't deserve. I, we deserve. So we don't say, well, I don't deserve, but he gives it to me anyway. Isn't God good? Yeah, he is good, but he was good and he made us sons when we said, I'm making you my father. 
So we don't say anymore. We don't, we don't, we're not ashamed that we deserve worse, but he gives us better. Because it's just not true. We don't deserve worse. We don't deserve the curse. We don't deserve the work of the flesh. We don't deserve, uh, yeah, we don't deserve it. Sometimes we fall in it, but we, we don't just say, well, I deserve this because I really messed up last week. And so this came and I deserved it. Stop it. Stop it. There is no retribution for when we miss the mark. Jesus bore our sins, our sins. He bore them in his body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness. Hallelujah. Another one is that uh, that religion doesn't like is they have a hard time with as he is. So are we in the world? Y'all remember the first time you heard that and you go, <gasps> You had you had to breathe deep as he is. I mean, this is this is pretty exacting as he is the Lord Jesus as he is or equal to at the same measure and degree. I am uh, you. You, you got to leave a lot of junk on the floor when you rise up with that. As he is, so am I in the world. Uh, another one is that religion doesn't like is he has made you the righteousness of God in him. Well, a little bit of it or a part of it or, you know, we have the measure of faith. No, I'm righteous. Another one is, is in Romans 8 where it says, uh, uh, we're the firstborn among many brethren. That's in the B-I-B-L-E. What if it was true? What if we, he was the firstborn among the same born just later, just a birth order thing. He's first, we're after that. So John 3, 16, you know, he's the only begotten son of God. Not anymore. He was then, but he's not now. He's not the only begotten. I'm begotten. Are you begotten? We are begotten of God. We've been refathered from above. So what makes Jesus so special? Well, he's the firstborn. And so many more things. I don't mean to say what's so special, but I mean, it's just really hard for us to Come up to his level. We're seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's hard on a religious mind. You know, well, they'll go back to Isaiah and says, his thoughts are higher than I thoughts. In Isaiah, they were. But now I have the mind of Christ. I said, I have the mind of Christ. And I think his thoughts. I'm in union with him. It's not two spirits down here, me and him, and we're trying to tussle this thing out. We've been, we've been joined. And, and that's another one uh, uh, wherein Johnny said, the works that I do, the Lord Jesus said, you'll do. And greater works will you do because I go to the Father. Oh, that's hard on people. They just don't like that, that works that I do, you will do. And they sure don't like greater works. And so that's how they act, is we don't believe that. We just like the word over here that says I can go to heaven. And they don't, you know, that's all the care. It's like good enough, close enough. So uh, to acknowledge is to recognize by precise and correct knowledge. We say, I am the righteousness of God in him. We say, as he is, so am I right now at this moment in the world. That's the acknowledging. That's the boasting of who I am. Do I feel like it? Never mistake feelings for the truth because you will never get them to come together. You will never get a witness from your feelings. Do I have a witness in there? Oh, yeah, we feel like we're righteous. It's never happened. 
So we, we boast. That's what the word says. Now, I'm not bringing this up and saying it's a good idea. That's what it says. So um, boasting, I have to acknowledge what I have. And I acknowledge who you are in him. I'm the righteousness of God in him as he is, I am. Greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Demons are afraid of me because greater is he that is in me. He always causes me to triumph in Christ. Always. No, not always. Often, sometimes, maybe. He, he, occasionally, hardly ever. I don't know if he does or not. That's, that's where all that goes. Well, we say, yeah, he always, he always, this is a done deal. If I engage it, if I say yes to it, if I boast about it, that's how it will run. That's how it will finish out. You got to boast about it. You got to just not give God a pass. Well, Lord, you know, in case you don't feel like making me the, uh, uh, giving me triumph, I'm going to give you some room and say he tries or if I hadn't done this or the devil. You got to just say always I'm the triumphant one. I'm seated with him. Really? Your skunky like you are seated with him in heavenly places? Yep, skunky self is seated with him in heavenly places. <laughs> I mean, you just, can't, you just can't give it any room. Because if you do, you hadn't boasted. You're giving God an out, and he doesn't want an out. And your situation can't bear an out. It can't bear an out. You go, well, I gave it an out and it didn't go that right. Good thing I gave it an out because God didn't come through. Well, I wonder if he couldn't come through because you gave him an out. And there was just one, just one little mouse hole out of 14 miles of stuff and we gave him that mouse hole and, and, and our faith failed. Our faith failed. God didn't need it and he didn't want it. So the word seems to imply that we should confess daily who we are and then having established that, I am the righteousness of God. He always causes me to triumph. Greater is he that is in me. Uh, as he is, so am I in the world. If we acknowledge who we are in him, what he has made us, not what we accomplished or attained or what we worked for or how, you know, what he made us. All we did is say yes to Jesus, which if you say it right, you're saying, Jesus, you are Lord. It's not just like I... I choose B, heaven. Hell, no. B, heaven. It's not that. It's not that. You can't be born again just choosing heaven. The word says, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus. So that's when you get made into a new creature in Christ. That's when it happens. You are transformed. You are regenerated. The old man you were is, is destroyed. Destroyed. It's the man inside, not the outside man. The man inside is destroyed and we become reborn or start over, as it were. Start over. Now, he doesn't start over in our body, in our mind. If you like chocolate, if you, you know, all those things. None of those things change. But on the inside, man, you, the imperceptible part of you, the one that you can't really feel or look at, it, the new birth changes you completely. But people say, well, they act bad, so they are not born again. I've acted bad and I was born again. I've barked when I should have purred. That's where y'all say amen. You don't say, my gosh, what is wrong with him? No, you go, me too. That's what we all say, me too. We barked when we should have purred. And worse. 1 Corinthians 1, let's just get this, this, let's get this horse up and rolling and make the track. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Are you okay out there? 
All right. So once you know who you are, you boast about who you are. I am the righteousness of God. Sin does not have dominion over me. Well, who do you think you are? You think you don't mess up? You think sin? Nope. Sin does not have dominion over me. Then you can say what you have. The wealth of the sinner is stored up for me, the righteous. Well, who are you? I dominate sin. I dominate unrighteousness. It has nothing to do with my track record. I told you all the other day about people that ask me, how many are you running? Of course, they don't, they don't do, I've already run through everybody that would ask that, and they don't do that no more. But it's like asking how many kids you got. What's that got to do with anything? Why are you asking me how, how many y'all running? What, what are you measuring? It's like walking up and saying, how much do you weigh? It's like, why do you want to know? You, you're, not, you're not going down the right path with me. If you want to know me, that's not what you ask. Where'd you get all them pimples? Is that wart on your chin? Is it permanent? You go, that's crazy. And it is. So when you know who you are, then you know what you have. And then you can know what you can do. You can say, because of who you know you are, demons, devils, Sickness is afraid of me. Afraid, not just Mexican standoff. Excuse me, I don't mean to use a race in that, but that's what, that's my culture. It's just like, okay, we're going to wrestle this to the ground and may the most spiritual man win. I win. I win. It's already been decided. Barry talked about favor. The fight's been thrown. (laughs) It's been thrown. They already got the winner's deal with my name on it behind the curtain. Before they even bring the devil out to fight me. They've already, oh, we, we're throwing this thing. We're, the devil can't do it. Yay. So when you know who you are, you know what you have. You know what you can do. And, and listen, just a thought here. Until you know who you are, you cannot know what you have. I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. None of that works until you know who you are. Because you'll have to face sickness and dominate it, subdue it, put it under. And the only way you can outlast it is to know who you are. Not who you could be or who you should be or who you wish you were. This is who I am. Wow, you messed up last week. None of your business, devil. This is who I am. That didn't change anything. Well, you traded cars last week. Well, that, that, what's that got to do with anything? And so that's who we are. First Corinthians 1.30, look in verse 30. Read it with me. Ready, read. But of him are, are y'all there? But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So Paul said that to the church at Corinth, but we, we could say it to ourselves. But of But of God am I in Christ Jesus, who has been made unto me wisdom, has been made unto me, has been already did, not going to. It's a progressive work. Wisdom comes and wisdom goes. No, he's been made unto me wisdom, the wisdom of God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. It's already happened. So I'm boasting of the Lord that I have the wisdom of God. I've been made. He's been made unto me the wisdom of God. I'm boasting of the Lord. That's who I am. 
can't help myself. I'm a Billings. I'm a, a man. I got, uh, you know, I'm four foot 18. That's what I have to say. <laughs> so you, you just have to say it. He's been made unto me wisdom. So take your little card there and read it, read it out with me. I acknowledge, concede, profess, make no bones about it, and vow, now repeat after me, that Jesus is made unto me wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Now you have vowed, and you made no bones about it. I'm boasting in the Lord. Do I feel like it? Do I have a track record of it? Do, can I prove it? Only with the word. And that's it. That's enough. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We've got to move along here. People don't like to boast. They don't like boasters. We don't like boasters. And of course, people say it's not boasting. I've got it, which it's just the facts after that. You know, either you're boasting or it's fact. A lot of times people, when they boast, somebody says, we want to see the facts. So they ask you to step outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, let's look in verse 17. You know this one. Uh, read it with me. Read, ready, read. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's the truth. That's who I am. It describes you, Lisa, Melissa, Jonathan. It, it, is, it is saying, I, heaven has recorded you as being regenerated, refathered from above. It's recorded like, like you go and get your birth certificate or you get your marriage certificate. It's recorded. You buy a house. They record it. It's recorded. Anybody says you got proof of that? I, I, it's recorded. Ask, ask heaven. I, I am the righteousness of God. So he's basically saying the old condition that we were, the old man, has passed away and a new condition has come. It has nothing to do with what, I'm, what I do it's not based on my works because everything now is working from the inside out instead of the outside in. I'm a new creation in Christ. It happened instantly, but the process of proving that is, is uh, gradual. So get your little card out and let's, uh, let's uh, read it together. I acknowledge, concede, profess, make no bones about it, avow, now say this after me, every day, that I'm a new creature in Christ. I am redeemed from the curse. Well, I heard you avow that. I heard you concede that. Conceding means I'm just an old sitter saved by grace, that old false humility thing. But we concede that and say that's not true. We concede that and say that's not right. I am the righteousness of God or I'm a new creation in Christ. I concede it's not like how I want to be seen, not boasting. I boast in the Lord. I acknowledge every good thing that's in me by Christ Jesus. Well, now I'm telling you, that's some devil whooping words. That's some life acquiring words. You, you, you press towards the mark when you say, I'm a new creation in Christ. Oh, the old man, the old Michael, which was pitiful, has passed away. And behold, the new one's here. I'm here. <laughs> well, I don't much like you. Well, I'm here anyway. 
<laughs> Ephesians chapter one. You know, this is not this isn't every verse. This is just the ones I picked out. I went through and said that'll work. But you could go through and pick out a lot of stuff. And as you're reading the word, as you're meditating the word and it starts talking about who you are, you can boast. You can say, I have the mind of Christ. Well, you're dumb as a rock. I have the mind of Christ. You didn't figure nothing out last week. I have the mind of Christ. I, I hold the thoughts, feelings, and precepts of his heart. So I think that's what the Amplified said. That sounds kind of bodacious of you. I boast of the Lord. And so my faith becomes effectual. It's powerful by acknowledging every good thing that's in me in Christ Jesus. No more wormy stuff, y'all. No more wormy stuff. No more, well, we're all human. Don't you just hate that? We're all human. So you're living by the outward man. Well, we're afraid of you. Because the outward man does scary things. We're not, we're not, we know no man by the flesh, but by the spirit. So it says in Ephesians 1, 3, let's read it together. Ready, read. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. That's pretty boasty. All spiritual blessings is pretty boasty. Ah, just a little bit. You know, us old sinners, we don't get much. We get the crumbs off the table, but we're glad to have them. Little cabin over the hill in heaven is all I want. Mansions, no. I'm just an old sinner. I'm just a worm. I'm just a little cabin somewhere. will be good enough for me. <coughs> and I can hardly tell you the percentage of Christians that would check yes in a box if that described them. So let's... Uh, uh, that's quite broad right there that all the spiritual blessings. Wow, that's a lot. And spiritual blessings are pretty good blessings. Yes. It's not like, well, I'll give you better tires this this year on your car. It's like this is good stuff. This is worthy stuff. He says it's yours now. Hath is in there. H-A-T-H. -H. It means done. Done deal. Done. It happened. It's uh, it's history. It's history. It's history. It hath happened. So uh, just because he's in heaven and we're still on the earth doesn't mean that there's not a transaction of authority. In other words, he doesn't give us authority when we're in heaven. What in thunder do you need authority for in heaven? There's no devil. There's no flesh. There's no curse. There's no. What do you need authority for in heaven? You need it now. You need it now because the, the flesh and the curse and the devil are here. Disease and lack and shortage and need are here. So we need authority now. And he said, I, I took care of that. You wouldn't know it by feeling it. You wouldn't know it by religion. But I wrote it in the word. He says, uh, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So whatever you could do in heaven, he said, you can do it down there. Whatever you bless on, uh, whatever you uh, uh, bind on earth is bound in the heavenlies. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in the heavenlies. He says, I'll back you up. So let's read our card again and say, I acknowledge, concede, profess, make no bones about it, avow, repeat after me, my heavenly father has bestowed every blessing he has on me. Now, when did that happen? Well, when I get good enough, when I giddy up, when I ante up, no, it already happened. So we boast about it. 
Every spiritual blessing is mine. It's operating. It's working in my life. The gifts of the Spirit, the wealth of the, uh, uh, the wealth I need. Diseases are afraid of me. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. Sin shall not have dominion over me. It has no power over me. So you, you, you're boasting. And he said your faith will become effectual. The mountain will listen to you. You will decree a thing. Well, listen, listen. Guess what? And it shall be established unto you. You shall. I shall decree a thing. Because I'm somebody. Who am I? What the word says. Not what I feel. Not what my track record is. I decree a thing. And it's established unto me. And as soon as I decree it, the light shows, shines on my way to take, to take that decree. To possess it. Wow. So don't you have to climb every mountain and swim every sea and walk on hot glass and do without and go hungry and, and, and repent and, and take on the worm? No, he said, just boast about what Jesus has done inside of you. Isn't that what we do when we sing praises and worships? We boast about who he is and then we boast about what he's given us, Amen. who I am. I, yeah. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians six seventeen. Oh, y'all have taken too long. You need to pick up your amens a little bit so we can move to the next verse because I will mess up your lunch. Hallelujah. Um, 2 Corinthians 2.14. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Let's read it. Ready, read. Now thanks be unto God. Oh, let's start over. Now thanks be unto God which always causes us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Oh, there's, there's so much there. But we concede, we avow, we make no bones about it, that we are and we have and we do what the word says we are and have and do. We, we just, we boast about it. We boast to the devil. He'll say, you're a worm. And you could say, yeah, I've done some wormy things lately, but I'm not a worm. He always causes me to triumph. And I throw it back to the devil. I throw it back to people that want to put me down. I throw it back to me for thinking wormy thoughts like this isn't one of those times. I should have fasted. I should have prayed. I should have been to church. I should have given more. I should have. I should have. Has nothing to do with it. We are. We are refathered from above. Amen. We are children. You ever heard of children sitting on the couch? Just sitting on the couch and their mom comes by and says, what are you doing sitting on the couch? She says, well, if you sit on the couch tomorrow when I come by, you're no son of mine. So she comes by the next day and he's sitting on the couch. And guess what she says? Hey, baby. <laughs> it doesn't change a thing, does it? It doesn't change a thing if you sit on the heavenly spiritual couch and you didn't get much done in your lifetime. He still calls you baby. You my baby. I love you so much. You can do no wrong. We don't like that. Really, we don't like that. We want judgment. Get your sorry keister off the couch and get out there and give out tracks. <laughs> but that's not how he is. It's the goodness of God that leads us to change. Hallelujah. Let's see if there's one more we can do before we go. Uh, uh, yeah, Colossians chapter 2. I got a list of them here, but... You could have found all of these on your own. But Colossians chapter 2 will be a good one. I'm boasting. Who am I warring against? Not the devil. Who am I warring against? Not, 
not my circumstance. I'm warring against an unrenewed mind. I'm warring against a thinking in the world, a thinking as the world, thinking. That's who I'm warring because I got my feelings are out there. I got all five senses fully activated, although I don't smell much. So I got four that are on point. Hallelujah. So I'm warring against that because they're reporting in every day. We don't feel good. We're weak. This is going to be hard. This might not happen. That's coming in as a constant stream. So I got to boast of the Lord. I, I, I push back. I push back. It says in Colossians chapter 2, let's look in verse 9 and 10, and let's read it together. 2, 9. Here we are. All right, let's ready read. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. I'm complete in him. Well, I'm working on it. And, you know, God's not finished with me. Sure he is. You're not finished with you, but he's finished with you because I'm complete in him. So I concede and I avow and I make no bones about it that I am complete in him every day in every way. There's nothing lacking. There's nothing that God's that I'm waiting on. Well, when God gets finished with me, I can do what you're doing. No, it's in there. Saw my granddaughter yesterday and she's one year old and she had every bone that I have, every brain cell, every tendon, everything that an adult has. She had it. She was just a miniature form. Well, sometimes we're in miniature form, but we are complete in him. Yeah, we can grow, we can mature, we can do better at it. We can throw off the devil, throw off our failure, throw off where we messed up, but we're complete. God's not waiting on anything, and we aren't either. He did it. Jesus said, it is finished. I did it. No more getting up on the cross. No more being resurrected from the dead. He finished the work. So, um, Romans 6, 14 says, don't, don't turn that. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Well, why is that? It's because who I am. I was under sin's dominion, but I got born again, and I got refathered from above, and I... I I'm somebody. I'm somebody. When, when it all go, goes to heaven, we are all seated at the right hand of the Father. The right hand. Now, the left hand is not the good hand. The sheep and the goats, sheep on the right, goats on the left. Uh, the left hand's not it. So, but he didn't say, you left-handers. We're putting you over there on the left and putting Jesus on the right. He said, Jesus is already on the right. Sit with him. Ah, Lord, we don't want to sit with the Lord Jesus. We, we want to... We're just old sinners, and we, we'll sit over here behind the left side. He says, get your little self over there on the right hand. That's, I've already assigned seating. You know, those little things when you go to the bank, it's got your name where you sit. You shouldn't go up there and sit somewhere. That you ought to go where your name is. That's where our name is. So sin shall not have dominion over you. Now, we all know faith is an act, and you can't act beyond what you believe. So we ought to believe. I'm something special. I got stuff. I always call, I always triumph I, because I'm the righteousness of God in him. Not going to be, not working on it, not, you know, I'm up to 60%. I'm 100%. I've tapped out the righteousness of God. Nothing has to happen for me or to me to make me more acceptable and more holy to God. 
I'm already in the driver's seat. I got my foot on the gas. I'm, he let, I'm in control. Not, not God. He says, whatever you want, you got everything. You got, take this ship up. I'm afraid. Nah, that's you, not him. So we boast in the Lord. Let the communication of thy faith become effectual, powerful, by the acknowledging of every good thing. Say that part with me. Every good thing. So I've got a job to do. I've got a job to do. I'm not just skating through the, the, the scriptures. I'm looking for who I am. It does, does describe what you have and what you can do. But you, you don't even, we don't even pay attention to that till we know who we are. We qualify. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done. We don't qualify by what we do. Well, I'm doing better this year, Lord. You ought to be able to give me more. No, we find out who we are. Find out who I am. I am something special. Or it's like we used to say, I don't know if this is bad or not. We are something hot on a stick. <laughs> I mean, really, are you? Well, you just conceded, avowed, make no bones about it. Profess. It's just like he said. I love it. Don't y'all love it? It's just, it's... It's better than we thought. <laughs> you know, everybody doesn't like good news because they're afraid the good news will not be the good news. It'll be less than they thought. But it's better than we thought. Don't you just love Jesus? Isn't he wonderful? He did so much for us. It's taken us our whole life to just go through and find out what he did for us. It's not like uh, he did it, but it's... Our whole life is just finding out how good he is and how good he has been to us. So we'd never get sick if we knew. We'd never have a poor day if we knew. We'd never be afraid of a devil or a, 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 or a person. I don't want to walk up to them. They're important and I'm just a little old, little old self. Get over here. I'm going to talk to you, Mr. President of UA or whatever. That's what you ought to do. I say, and I will quit with this, maybe, that I want this church to be, my, and it's a real carnal comparison, to be where the president of UA, and I've, I've said him or her's name several times, could come in and we would not, we wouldn't move a chair, we wouldn't put a bucket up, we wouldn't, we wouldn't change anything because we already know who we are. We're not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of me. I'm not ashamed of River Church. I'm not ashamed now, it's not the cathedral, but we're not selling cathedrals. We're selling the word. Well, we got the word here and we got a place for you to sit comfortably where you can hear it. I'm, I'm satisfied. Now, if he wants to move us into this or go to that, we, it won't matter to us. It won't matter to us. If he brings more of this and more of that, it won't matter to us because we have, we have bit on the truth. And that's what we're living. So, Lord, I thank you today for the word of the Lord that gives us hope. Hallelujah. It's better than we even thought, Lord, and that's because we thought wrong. But now we put our thoughts on those things that are above. We press towards the mark of the high calling in Jesus Christ. We, we, we attain who you made us by faith. So we put away small thinking. Y'all help me here a little. We put away small thinking, wrong thinking, wormy thinking, unrighteous thinking, can't do it thinking, failure thinking. Look into the past thinking. We, we, we drown you. We bury you. We put you away. And we put on the reality of the truth of the word of God. We are something in him. 
and we like it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Now, every Sunday morning, y'all just get ready. We're going to be ready to pray for the sick. So if anybody comes in and they say, well, I'm, I'm here because I saw the website say, y'all pray for the sick. If you don't know what to do, just turn to somebody that does and then go home and know what to do. Like Deborah said, get yourself in the DHT and find out some stuff so that, listen, so that if a hundred people came in, don't mock me because I'm telling you, you would already be ready. There's nothing worse. The 10 virgins, five of them weren't ready. And the Lord said, that's not good. Well, we didn't know they were coming. Sure you did. It's in your heart and it's in my mouth. They're coming. One thing we're doing with river teams, I'll, Deborah said it, but I'll say it a different way. We want to heal the sick. Well, wherever you heal the sick, you have to have the word. So we're going to bring the word of encouragement, of life, of whatever. But then we're going to pray for the sick. And the Zoe life of God that's in you will release out of your hands and out of your words. And it will change people's lives in a way they never expected, in a way they never thought was possible. And then we'll just let the Lord do with when she said we're not. This isn't a church growth program. It's not. It's a kingdom growth program because then we'll get them born again if they're not or get them assured. And then we'll tell them this is where we go to church, but we're not going to chase you. We're not going to run you down. Let the works of Jesus speak for themselves because we might not even be as friendly as we think we are. We're kind of business like around here. The church kind of takes on my persona in some ways that we're not real gushy. We 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 get the business. It's true. But that's why we have testimonies like that. That's why we have words come forth like that. It's because we're not silly. We're not, we're not silly. We're serious about the kingdom. And so we should be. Because that's where you're happiest. Wasn't that a good offering this morning, Barry?